Hi, and welcome to the first Desert Island Punk special episode. I'm Jake, and I play in punk rock band Jake and the Jellyfish. In this special edition of the podcast, we drift away from the usual concept, and I hung out with my brother and sister, Callum from Toodles and the Hectic Pity, and Eloise, who does art under the name McAllister Eloise. Uh, we went to a local pub and talked about our favourite albums, books, and films of the year. Uh, for some reason, we completely forgot to do my album of the year, so just before we start, my favourite album released this year was Laura Stevenson's The Big Freeze. She's one of my favourite songwriters, and this album is such an awesome contrast from our last release. Uh, it's a really intimate feeling record and super nice natural harmonies and amazingly personal yet relatable lyrics. Uh, go check it out. Uh, about halfway through the podcast, Ellie gets us some crisps, and it turns out the mic picks up crisps real well. Uh, it's not too distracting, though, so I do hope you like your crunch. Uh, anyway, enjoy the podcast, and thank you so much for listening. Cheers. You know, my, my recent fact that I kind of knew already from my Bruce Springsteen book that you guys got me <laughs> is that um, Hungry Heart. Mm. Well, one, uh, yeah, two, two facts, right? <laughs> two, two solid facts for Hungry Heart is that it was originally written for the Ramones. Mm. Which is which just was kind of cool. Good fact. And then the, they were like, and then the rest of his band were like, please stop giving away all your good songs. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. You've got no good songs <laughs> left, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the other good fact is that it, they felt like it was a bit ploddy, so they sped it up a little bit. So, <laughs> so like the whole song is just like a little bit sped up. So that's why his voice is like doesn't quite sound like Springsteen. Apparently, like it was like a hair's breadth away from being like Mickey Mouse. Should we do interesting fact of the year? Interesting fact. That is a good, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Alright, so welcome to Review of the Year with Carol, Jake, and uh, Ellie. And Ziggy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Callum McAllister. How are you? I'm good, yeah, good. Yeah. Had half my beer. Yeah, <laughs> feeling loose. How is Toodles? Yeah, very good, yeah. Got a lot on the cards for 2020. Not much on the cards right now. <laughs> <laughs> Card-free environment. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've got a record coming out in February and tour in March, and then who knows? Who knows? Yeah, split up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, split up, and then immediate reunion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly everyone comes out of the. You know, it's like nobody's ever heard this band, and then suddenly yeah, that's the way they, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I found so many bands though. Like, I honestly God. I'd never heard of Jawbreaker until they reformed, and mm. then suddenly everyone in the world was their biggest fan. Well, the Random Hand show in Bristol was like ridiculously popular as well. Yeah. It was like way popular than they've ever been before they took a high. To be fair, they were really popular, and I think the fact that they worked so hard for so long mm. meant that like they kind of just they were like workhorses and just toured all the time. Mm. So I think like them kind of like splitting up in a way was like a good way of them going like. Remember that we're really good? Yeah. <laughs> they played two sold-out shows at the Exchange in the same day. Yeah, that is nuts. That is nuts. Well, they deserve it as well. They are incredible. Um, Eloise McAllister. Yep. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm feeling really grumpy. Yeah. But, you know, I'm trying to, trying to loosen up for the sake of, for the, sake of the podcast. For sake of, sake of the people. Yeah. <laughs> I am grumpy. That's the bottom line. Um, how is... Uh, you now live in Edinburgh doing a Masters in... Uh, Chinese Society and Culture, the very popular course. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going... Oh, I'd give it a 6 out of 10. <laughs> cool. It's better than 5 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> that is one better. <laughs> it's better than average, but not by much. <laughs> uh, and, how we, and the inevitable question you get asked by everyone that's ever known you, slash, is a relative. How is Edinburgh? Uh, Please sum up Edinburgh for everyone, <laughs> even though we've all been before. <laughs> I literally gave everyone the exact same answer. I'd go, um, it's really nice, but it is really cold. And then I'll talk about how it's 10 degrees colder in, Brist in Edinburgh than it is in Bristol. And then you fact check me. <laughs> and I was wrong. I feel like next time you get asked that, I'm going to like harmonise with your... <laughs> and you can do the dishwasher. I could do and the dish Edinburgh is bigger than Oxford. Yeah, I use that too. I'm like, yeah, it's really nice to be somewhat bigger because Oxford's quite small oh, and right. there's a lot more going on in Edinburgh. That's my, my standard yeah, I line. Did, I did think I heard that like two or four times. Yeah. <laughs> in every single... But it's true. I mean, like, I don't think there was... I mean, I don't really know Oxford very well, but like, I think Oxford is very much a university town, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's a it's nice not, place not to be. But it's on. like there's lots going on that's to do with uni and studying. Like there's loads of cool talks and things. There are gigs down there as well, aren't there? Like there is yeah. a bit of a scene, but I just don't really know in terms of like not not in the same way of like Bristol or Leeds or whatever. And it's kinda of like there's 
there's lots going on, but there's only so many like lectures you fancy going to, even if they are really, really interesting. It's like, you know, <laughs> academia <laughs> doesn't need to be in the entire life. Nerd! Only so many tri- trips to Black Wells you can make. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Bla- isn't Black Wells now like more of a university? Like it is in other cities, but in Oxford, it's like a it's like a proper book store. Yeah, it's a proper one in Edinburgh as well, but it's not as nice as the one in Oxford. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We can also do top bookshops if we like. Yeah, that, oh, I yeah, do that have is... a good bookshop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Edinburgh has some banging bookshops. Yeah, there. Edinburgh is like when Cal came to Oxford, we did a, a bookshop tour, and there weren't that many. But in Edinburgh, we can mm. you know yeah, we can go wild. Yeah. And there's sort of bookshops as well where you like walk in, there's actually books everywhere. It's yeah. like you know, so like there's lots of secondhand ones, but there's also some really interesting like independents that aren't secondhand. You know, they've got. Yeah, Brand yeah, new yeah. Shit going on. Brand new stuff. Yeah. Fresh secondhand <laughs> books. <laughs> They're clean. They smell good. It's great. Yeah, but this, the the bad smell is part of the charm. Yeah. <laughs> we, we all love a dusty, musty book. Yeah. You know, Edinburgh also. The main thing I say about Edinburgh is that it really smells like cheese and onion crisps, and apparently it's to do with the breweries that are around there. Oh, uh, really? So like, Brewing cheese and onion crisps. Well, apparently it's the smell of malt, <laughs> but to me it sounded like it sounded smelt like a cheese and onion crisp. That's the same with so Laura did. Um, my girlfriend did a uh, <laughs> guys. Know her. <laughs> <laughs> Laura. <laughs> Who is this Laura? <laughs> um, she was in Northampton, which is a very fucking weird place. Mm. <laughs> um, for a little while, so I went, we went, obviously went and visited her when she was in there. And that place in was in, <laughs> in, in amongst <laughs> Northern. Um, that uh, has a Carlsberg factory there. Mm. But because Northampton's not very big and the factory is humongous, or the brewery <laughs> is humongous, the whole thing smells of like that sort of like malt before the hops go in. So, so it's probably what Edinburgh smells like. Yeah, I do. I quite like the smell, but I just had no idea what it was when I first arrived. And I was walking around like. <laughs> Trying to work out like, where and why this smells. Because <laughs> he would be getting nuts. All right, so we're going to do a couple of best of the years. It's our end of year review. So I'm going to start with Cal. Mm. What is your best album of the year? I am going to go with Slingshot Dakota's Heavy Banding, which came out mid-year, around the summertime, June or July, from Special yeah, yeah. Subject. It's really, really good. So is that on Special Subject in the UK? Yeah, I don't know who it was in... Uh, uh, I kind of did know who it was. No, I'm not sure who it was in, in the US. But yeah, they're really great. They're a two-piece band. It's uh, keys and drums. They're really, really poppy. They're really pop-punky. Cool. Really, really good, really loud band as well, and really? I and I missed the chance of, of seeing them live, but yeah, they actually they have a really massive sound, a really full sound for a two piece. And is that is that because of like the keyboards? Yeah, essentially, I, and I think that um, I've forgotten the name of the um, the lead singer, but she basically rebought the same keys that she was using using in the US for her tour in the UK. And then I think Andrew's now got to sell it. <laughs> really? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but she was just like, you've got to have the right the right set of keys, especially in a two-piece. And yeah, they've, they've done lots of previous albums and I've listened to them and they are fantastic, but this one is definitely the best because cool. just the, the sound of, of what they're doing is so fantastic. The songwriting is definitely different, but like the keys playing it's just it's just ridiculous yeah well I've heard they've been going for a long time haven't they yeah they have been going for a long time and they weren't always a two piece as well they had guitars for a while and I think they had some other instruments for a while um, and they're married as well yeah I thought they were married yeah, yeah. I, um, sure. I mean I wasn't sure I didn't know I saw that yeah but I yeah they're really fantastic I can't remember why I couldn't go see them because they did play in Bristol I think it might have been a matinee gig and I was yeah. at work was that really weren't they on tour they were definitely on tour with Off of Their Heads for a little bit I think hmm. um they might have been, yeah. They did a headline tour in the UK with Fresh. Um, yeah. Just, it's a really fantastic record. Uh, like you, really said, you said the word fantastic an awful lot, so... Fan- that is the word. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've heard good things about them. Uh, but, like, they're sort of band that have been around for ages and I keep meaning to check out and then for some reason have not. That's basically the situation it was in me and I got the record through the season ticket and gave it a listen and it is, yeah, it's really good. That's the season ticket of Special Subject, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. They that, did a seven inch a while ago that came through then as well and I listened to it but it's two songs so I was kind of like, uh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's good but give me more. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that especially subject season tickets still available? Mm-hmm. So it's limited to 100, and I think about 80 sign up so far. And I think they usually keep it on sale until they, they run out of spaces or till the end of January, basically. Right, and that is like, so that is every release that they do. Yeah, every vinyl release that they do, um, and plus a bunch of perks and 10% off the, the store a bunch of other stuff it's all the limited versions of the record as well so it's yeah. the most limited press um, which for our record is there's only one press but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but AJJ record there's like you know a hundred co- copies of you know yeah, yeah. Um, of a certain press and yeah, you get I mean that is pretty cool yeah, I think really we were talking cool, about yeah. it on the way here because we walked here from our parents house in Kingswood and we're in big the big city now in Helsley <laughs> um, and like yeah, we're talking about on the way here. It's like it's such a good idea for a record label, yeah. especially knowing that they. I mean, I imagine when they first started it off, it must be pretty nerve-wracking, wondering if whether anybody was going to do it. But then maybe I suppose like a win-win scenario. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't. You're not making much of a loss for it, except for the sort of exclusive merch package that comes with it. Yeah, you, so you have to get a certain that, amount printed. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I um, thought that was a newer development. No, yeah. I mean you've had it. You've got it for like last four years. Yeah, and I think that they've been doing it for a little bit longer than that. Yeah, but um, yeah, so they do a, a bunch of exclusive merch, and I guess you've got to get that printed. But in terms of the records, you're getting them done anyway. So you're basically saying you're promising the amount of records you're going to do. The only risk, I guess, is that you don't do enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, like, I think you've already got them by the balls then. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think don't two... talk about balls. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive topic. It is a sensitive topic. Two two years ago, I think it was two years ago, they didn't release enough records in that year, and they said sorry by giving me giving everyone on the season ticket a twenty pound voucher for their shop, and I was like, fantastic. Well, that's fine. It's great. It's only like was it was hundred quid or something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so it's like twenty pound back. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's like and it's like well, they don't want to just release anything. Surely they want to release things they're excited about. So if they're not, they don't have you know, and excited about and also have the opportunity to release. Yeah. So if like if that does not come to fruition, then it's not their fault, really, is no, it? No, it just you know it's going to happen one day. You're putting and your then trust. Other years you release a lot of records, and yeah, it yeah. comes back, yeah, to uh, haunt you. Yeah, <laughs> but um, that was a that was a discovery. That record was a discovery from the season ticket, which I definitely wouldn't have. I don't think I would have listened to that record anyway, because they've been yeah they've been going around for a really long time, and I didn't. I think that I saw them live once, but it was a while ago, and just didn't come back to it. And it's not the sort of thing I'd usually listen to, but yeah, I really like it. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, something we were talking about recently, uh, was that like if people have been around a lot and you recognise the name, but you don't think it's there, mm. <laughs> there uh, this will become more mm. relevant in the next couple of months. Uh, you don't, um, the, you, yeah, you, like, you know the name, but you don't think you're going to like it, so you don't bother checking them out. Mm-hmm. I still yeah. think that... I don't do that. I still think you guys do that because you're too in too deep. Yeah, jaded. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I think <laughs> we're I the old industry insiders. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Unless it was like the Pussycat Dolls. You know? <laughs> I don't think I. Really... I mean, if they released a record, I would give it the time. <laughs> but would you not like something like that? I maybe think, all right, the name doesn't necessarily lend itself to what I think I might like. But for most. Things I think you kind of you're more you've got like, I don't know open. I'd just try it you know yeah. if someone had recommended it to me yeah but that's the thing is you need somebody to recommend it to you last time yeah um, and it's very easy to be surrounded in our own little bubble isn't it and where it's like do I do I do love it when somebody recommends me something that I'm not expecting to enjoy and I'm like, like I will the, give this our Christmas present to you yeah, yeah. <laughs> well actually I don't the thing is I know the name but I don't know anything about them. it's probably because I relentlessly recommend that to people <laughs> really and no one ever listens to it you've got to have someone in a, for me anyway I think people have to have me like in captivity to recommend it to me it's yeah. like you know you're in the car with them and they're like I'm Captain putting this on now, so it's just like you have no uh, no I actually I'm not big into well maybe I, I, I can be but like mostly if somebody puts it on whilst we're like hanging out I don't listen to it anyway mm. and it's like or if I do like you listen to it and you reality you're getting like, the gist basically. yeah you get the gist but you might hear the things you don't like rather than things you do like do you know yeah. what I mean like, and so yeah, that's what happened with AJJ I think Max put it on in the car once I think AJJ is quite abrasive I think like on first listen yeah but I think he was recommending it as like you know this is like similar to Neutral Milk Hotel which are quite an abrasive listen I think um, yeah but yeah, and also I think that yeah, when Ellie recommends me music, she really has to force me to listen to it. And yeah. it usually ends up being really, really good. But 
yeah. There's some serious. <laughs> there's some serious <laughs> forcing that goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I there was. I ask a, you like every day, like, so have you listened to that yet? And you're like, I'm a busy nope. man. <laughs> <laughs> and he was trying to show me um, a video of a Mountain Goat song, that, like a live version, which was really, really. It's good. actually a and cover, it, but yeah. yeah it was one. like weeks and weeks and weeks and, and actually we were in person she was like here it is <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's it's, also it's like it's really good though it's really good and that is a band that you already really like <laughs> and yet I still <laughs> needed persuading <laughs> I think I said that one it wasn't even the song itself it's like John Daniel's stage presence is just like so good it's the fact that, that he's, he's telling a story mid-song and then seamlessly from the end of the sentence goes straight back into the song and yeah. it's just fantastic <laughs> yeah and it's just fantastic it is <laughs> I think we've just inherited that Colleen Flower vocabulary <laughs> 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 um, cool uh, Wheeze Wheeze McCaster I've literally been looking through all my playlists because recently I've started doing like a playlist each month which whatever I listen to in that mm. month I put it on the playlist but I only started it in September so all the songs I listened to or albums I listened to before that are you know lost in the ether but mm. uh, rest in peace I know I'm feeling really stressed about picking something I think possibly I'm going to go for Salt by I feel like I'm going to say her name wrong but Angie McMahon okay cool. I'd imagine it's McMahon Man. Uh, yeah, so yeah. is it M-A-H-O-N yeah um, the only other person I know is, that has that is McMahon uh, yeah. but I don't mean that be- sounds a lot better than McMahon <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying every syllable as clearly as possible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think it's the thing I've come back to most because I'm really guilty of listening to an album relentlessly for like hours and hours and hours for like two weeks and then I'll move on to something else. Yeah, then you get sick of it. Yeah, like, although I don't really get sick of it. I did listen to the fresh daytime, nighttime, like, uh, seven inch. Yeah. All the way from, I guess it was London to Taiwan. Like it's like a wow, that's a long. <laughs> way. I thought you were gonna say it to like Bristol. No, no, it was like a nine-hour flight, and I had it on repeat. And I, I did fall asleep in fairness, but like all the way. That is impressive. And so that obviously came up on my like top lessons. Yeah. yeah, those songs yeah. as well. They like they come back to the same hook like quite a lot in those songs yeah. in a good yeah. way. But I really, it, I do. I don't really get sick of things. Like like I just keep listening to it until someone might recommend something else and that will kind of I mean I don't it. know if I get necessarily sick of things but like I get to a point when like my interest has waned do you know like and it's like and then it's like right well I'll move on to something else and then when it comes on next time I'll be like oh it's a yeah. good song banger yeah, still yeah. a banger but like I, yeah yeah I, I don't think I get sick of things or bored really it's more that someone will then recommend me something else and that will become my new thing best but, thing yeah yeah which is why I've started doing the playlist so I can look back and remember what I did like because otherwise I kind of have a very brief fling with it and then forget about it what's um what is so what what's the album like it's pretty chilled out but it's like shocking yeah <laughs> I do listen to some less chilled out stuff but you know when you're grumpy and sad you listen to <laughs> you yeah. listen to the slow sad songs. 90% of the time <laughs> yeah. grumpy and or sad <laughs> yeah the thing is I don't think it's a sad album I think it's just kind of considered I yeah, say. cool. Yeah, I mean, we were listening to it the other day, I think. Oh, is that the one that I was like, oh, I really like this? Mm, actually, no, that was a different one, but oh, we were right. listening to it. Yeah, I think it's um, it's something I come back to, and it's decent to have in the background, but also if I'm walking around and it's on, I feel quite, you know, dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I do like albums the way it's like, where there's like rain or something, and you're yeah. just like... <laughs> I really like walking, listening to Red City Radio, because I just feel like I'm like, I'm on a mission, I've got places <laughs> yeah, to go, yeah. I am busy, and I am kicking ass. <laughs> I still with Martha, it was like my like going to uni song, it was just like, just like stick <laughs> on some Martha, and I'm going to kick some ass. Did that, yeah. did that Martha album come out this year? Yeah, it's a really good one yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, I, that is good, actually. So like, we were debating doing uh, Best Discovery, this year and like Martha's been going for a long time a lot of people told me to listen to him mm. I've seen him live a couple of times and I was like I was indifferent but Love Keeps Kicking is such a banger yeah it really is <laughs> yeah. Like, they've got some real rippers on their records but yeah fantastic band yeah that is yeah. a banger they're doing really well as well at the moment as well it seems to be rocking <laughs> Callum film film I've just been informed by text that this film was definitely the year before. But I'm counting it as this one because the only other film I can think of is one that Jake's going to probably choose. Mm. Okay. So So you're cheating. Yeah. Mildly cheating. I think I must have seen it in December. 
It's been 12 months. Okay. You know, I think it's still in the band of this year. Well, I can't think of any other ones I've seen, so... Except for last Christmas. That's um, not... <laughs> Apparently last Christmas was rubbish. I quite enjoyed it. I was time. really But I was three pints deep. <laughs> <laughs> I could go for last Christmas. Yeah, you can if you want. <laughs> okay. That's your choice. What's, what's the one you're going to like sweep under the rug? Suspiria. Oh, Suspiria. Yeah, it's definitely last year. Yeah. Uh, but it feels like this year to me. Are you really choosing last Christmas? Uh, those are the only two films I can think that I've seen this year that I liked. I saw Joker this year, which I really did not like. You didn't like Joker? I did not like Joker. Why? For what reason? Um, I mean, didn't you have a pretty bad cinema experience? I had a bad cinema experience. But to be honest, I kind of went a little bit reluctantly. Hannah was like, I want to see it because everyone's been talking about it. And I was like, I can't really be bothered to see it, but let's go see it. And um, I just kind of felt like... Did you see Free Solo? That was this year. No, was that this year? It was. Well, I saw it in January. Free Solo was awesome. Yeah, that could be my choice. Actually, I wasn't. Going I didn't see Free Solo. Oh, you should. Yeah, it's You'll really sweat good. The I entire didn't. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't go see a lot of films this year. I saw It Part Two. Is that good? I quite, I quite liked it, but I didn't think it was great. I can't believe that's Christmas is going to be a thing. It might, it might have to be. Judging you a little bit. You know what? I'm going to go controversial. Yeah, my film of the year. Is last Christmas. <laughs> okay. Explain why. Uh, yeah, what's the reasoning? So, recommendation be three pints deep before you watch it. Okay. Um, I kind of went into it. Lydia wanted to watch it as it was her birthday when we went to see it. Stupid Lydia. Like, yeah, so, so she was like, let's go see last Christmas as a birthday thing. And I was like, I would definitely not go see this film, but I'm going to go see it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got an open mind. And to be honest, I found it really, really enjoyable. It was just shy of two hours, which is a perfect length of film. Yeah, I agree. It was pretty funny, <laughs> for especially for a Christmas film, and it had such a awful twist that which I'm not going to spoil. Does Emma Thompson it, die? It, because I'm not into Emma Thompson. Did Emma Thompson write it? Yeah, Emma Thompson she wrote did write it, yeah. as well. and she's really good in it as well. Um, but it's such a bad twist that it took the film from I was kind of pleasantly enjoying it with my pan car, like oh, oh, this is very amusing, you know, but not great, to being so bad that it was actually amazing. Well, like I, it, it went through. It, it went, yeah, through it, it went. It like smashed through the window of ridiculousness. <laughs> yeah. and just came out the other side and was like, "Yep." <laughs> so like, I, I actually really, really liked it. There was the whole film. I was kind of like, "Oh, this thing is not that good. This thing is not that good." It does actually make me want to watch it. To be yeah, honest. and the twist was it changed a bunch of the things that I thought were crap about it as well. Like. There's a couple of kind everyone of... was alive until yeah. so it changed it to now. I quite like crap films, and no, even last Christmas looked too crap for me. If you like crap, you'll enjoy it because it mm. is pure shit. Yeah, well, I mean... Purest, freshly squeezed <laughs> shit. Know, if yeah. I'm like tired no and sad, I'll watch it like always. I'll watch a crap film, but that one looked like beyond my. Level. And the other, the other highlight or not highlight, Low as light. the case may be, is um, is. George Michael and Wham and it is throughout the whole film it is just all Wham and George Michael and I kind of was like hmm. not first but I really came out like, humming the songs so. they didn't properly plug that in the no they didn't though, I thought that was weird because I didn't well. really realise that until I was reading about it you know mm. despite not seeing it slamming it mm. I did read about it and yeah. it, then I was like oh you could have kind of Push that a bit more. It might have brought a few more people. Yeah, I'm surprised it. that you like bad films. I like. I know a lot of fans that do that. As word, but it's more like if I'm really, really tired, but not tired enough to sleep, I'd watch something really low effort, like The Proposal, something no. like that. <laughs> but uh, yeah. honestly, if you want some real, like you know, <laughs> chewing gum film, yeah, it, it's definitely chewing gum from the eyes. Uh, yeah. No thanks, Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually I really enjoyed it well I respect it you is, it's definitely not a good film but, uh, <laughs> just, what's the time I'll make sure to cut you out of the edit <laughs> <laughs> that's the film I'm going to go for <laughs> it's because right. like, I haven't had enough time to think about another one and it's I enjoyed hard it. to remember what you saw yeah, this year I mean I, I can't yeah I haven't seen it so I don't know it might be a bang yeah I haven't seen it <laughs> it, was, it was the fact that so many people didn't like it as well I think The Guardian said it was one of the worst Christmas films ever made and I was just like ever made <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in yeah. but I mean that can't be true well someone called it like the like the new Love Actually and I was like they're completely different films I'm fairly like, sure it was 
I don't want to say it was a director of Love Actually. It was a director of a fairly like famous rom comedy type film that was like very well received. Love Actually is dead. Oh, it was the it was a director of a yeah. Bridesmaids actually. Uh, I really didn't enjoy Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids is too long. Is my problem. It's just not funny. I don't find it funny at all. That <laughs> everyone pretty, else loves it. That's a pretty uh, major flaw for a comedy. Yeah, but I maybe that is my unpopular opinion of the year is that I think Bridesmaids is really boring and not at all funny. I remember finding it okay. I don't remember. It's it's good, but there's so much filler. In it. Yeah. It's like a two and a half hour film. He also did the Ghostbusters film, didn't yeah, he? Did Same it. guy, Paul, yeah. I want to say Paul Feek. And I really enjoyed the Ghostbusters film. Yeah. Did. Um, yeah, anyway, last Christmas. Go yeah. see it. Weez. Are we on me? <laughs> are, we're on Weez. I feel like Free Solo is a bonus choice because I completely forgot that I saw that this year, but I think it was released last year, like in uh, December. Welly, welly, welly. But I'm not sure. <laughs> that's just an honourable mentioned um, I think my choice is going to be The Peanut Butter Falcon which is by the same director as Little Miss Sunshine I think but I think right. it's better Even, and I haven't seen Little Miss Sunshine in quite a long time but um, yeah it's enjoyable you go from it's in the outer banks of Florida I want to say right, okay. somewhere in kind of like the south east of right, yeah, yeah, yeah. the US um, and you follow, there's a guy, the actor and the character both have Down syndrome and he's, there isn't really like a facility that can take care of him properly and so he's like the state decides to put him in an old people's home and one of the old guys helps him escape and he then encounters this kind of like layabout fisherman guy I guess and you know it's kind of a coming of age story. Where? I think from what you from what you said, it, what's really cool about it is the actor. I mean, I suppose. I mean, I suppose for. Yeah, that's uh, the first time I've ever seen Down syndrome represented in any yeah. media that I've ever watched. Yeah, well, so. um, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's kind of cool as well that it was with a Down syndrome actor. Yeah, it? exactly, and it's really, really enjoyable. And you know, the main kind of conflict in it, it's not really like a spoiler, but like the the kind of laid out guy feels like a bad <laughs> way to describe him but you know he's kind of like a rogue uh, he sure. <laughs> 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 yeah. you know a pirate being described as a rogue <laughs> I, I didn't want to say a ragamuffin <laughs> ragamuffin's also a word you're like does this have horrible connotations it feels like a grandma kind of yes. word but you know it's not <laughs> dissimilar to my vibe yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, he kind of is like there's a woman who works at the old people's home who's kind of chasing after this missing kid and the guy is like you treat him kind of not quite like subhuman but you don't treat him like he is a person who can decide things for himself yeah, 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 yeah. and so they kind of argue about that and you know the and it's kind of about him being able to decide what he wants to do with his life and be able to take control rather than literally live in an old people's home when he's yeah. like 20 that's and also he wants to be a pro wrestler <laughs> and that like oh man there's such a great bit which I'm not gonna because it's one of my favourite parts of the film I'm not gonna like ruin it but the pro wrestling theme brings a lot of joy <laughs> yeah it sounds good it sounds um, I always think it's kind of the term I'm about to use sounds like it's dumbing down something, but like it sounds said, feel good. Yeah, it's really like you can walk out of it just like. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's a bit like um, Pride. Whenever I describe. Oh that to yeah, people, I do love Pride. Whenever I describe Pride to people, I'm like, it is like a hug in a film. Yeah, the bit where they're all dancing and everything, yeah. you're just like, God, I hate dancing and I want to dance. Yeah, you want to be there, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it does feel like almost like damning fake praise, but like feel good. Is still cool. Like, yeah, and there's, and so there's many good undertones ones. of more serious themes, but I feel like it doesn't have to be something that makes you cry and makes you sort of think about. You can think about bigger issues from a feel good. Yeah, family. well, I mean, like, you know, a comedy doesn't strictly be a comedy. Like, yeah. and that's what I think, um, coming back to uh, It Part Two, mm. uh, which I don't know if I actually mentioned when we were recording, but you mentioned it, you saw. Um, is that a lot of people's problems with it was they were like it wasn't scary and it's like but you have if you've read the book it's not a horror book that's it's the like thing people who book. like horror movies will think it is disappointing but yeah. I think if you've if you like it as a concept you'll enjoy the film yeah because I think the original film was a bit like it's scary whereas it's yeah. like the actual book is just like it's it could more be, about it could be the relationships the between the children and their but it's, yeah. it's again a coming of age thing really and that's what I think the first part of it I haven't seen the second is what's really good about it it's it like good, the yeah. children's interactions like when they're all playing by that big quarry or whatever yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know like 
uh, Bev takes her clothes off and they're all like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I just think like the interactions between the kind of like adolescent children, like, it's more what the book is about, really. Yeah, and yeah. like the in the book when, uh, I can't actually remember, Bill, it's not yeah. Ben, is it? it's Bill, when he rides the bike and like the feeling of just being a kid and riding a bike really yeah. fast and stuff. I think like, that's why the first film worked really well is because we can all relate to that sort of like when yeah. we were like kind of, that's most of us, I mean, it can't speak for everyone, but like, most people I know grew up in sort of like the sticks where you had to like fight. Yeah, like the barons in yeah, the book. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good part about The thing it. about chapter two is that the the casting for the adults is really, really good. They yeah. all feel exactly the same as their child actors, but they've also got the they go back to the same relationship with each other. Which is kind of like getting at each other all the time, and there's like quite a lot of comedy, but I think it was just a little bit too much of a kind of like punchline every second. Mm. Right, yeah. Which, which it kind of was in the first film, but it was also like a bad punchline because they were all kids and they were all making really dumb jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's got kind of the point. Yeah, yeah it's part yeah. of the point. It's quite endearing. Whereas in the, uh, the, the chapter two, they were all adults, it's kind of like they, they're cast really well and they are believably themselves really well, but there isn't the kind of same. Um, there isn't like, like oh we've grown up and become a little bit more kind of serious I wanted to see I, I, I wanted to see it but I heard mixed reviews and like I was my uh, my concern about well not my concern uh, my favourite scene in the book is the the meal they have you know when all the adults that's a really scary bit though. yeah 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 when all the adults get together and they're having like a scene when they're all having like a meal yeah. and it's like, quite a long in the book it's quite dragged out and like because obviously like it comes in with because the book isn't uh, young, Chronological, yeah. old, it's like it goes, mm. runs alongside, which is what I think is the main problem with the films is mm. that they did it that way around. Whereas, like, that's why the films don't necessarily work because that's like well, I think that the reason that they did that was because they didn't have the green light for the second film. Yeah. So, in the second film, they do do a lot of flipping right. back and forth actually. Oh, they, that's do, quite they do a lot of the, the child actors are in it quite a uh, Are they quite flashbacks a large or are they new scenes? Yeah. They are, well, they are flashbacks, but they are new scenes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is like it's new filmed material, and they do a lot of flashbacks, but in the first one, they don't think they have the green light for the second one. Uh, so they did that, they did that as, a, yeah. as a standalone film, and then halfway through that production, they ended up getting the green light. Because I remember hearing quite a lot of criticism with people going, like, it's like it's like the same plot as the first one. I was like, that's the point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think it is the fact that this, the second one did it with both things going on, and the first one just did it with the one thing going on. Yeah. It's the problem. <laughs> But it's just, I think that's like a movie studio thing. Yeah, it's also like, well, the kids aren't going to have flash forwards, are they? Yeah. So you can't. <laughs> I quite like that idea. I mean, I guess in the. In They're a way, just there, like, with crowns. <laughs> <laughs> Everything they've ever wanted. I guess, like, in a way, they do. They figure out that it's an every 27 years thing. Yeah, they do, yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. So they could, you know, imagine the fact that when they're older, it would happen. But that's why they all move away, <laughs> except yeah. for the one guy who stays. Oh, yeah. man. But anyway, it's very well cast. Yeah. Stevie, Stevie Kingy. Yeah, the big boy. Yeah. <laughs> big yeah. SK. He's in it as well. There's cameo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. always fun. Yeah, and he is great. <laughs> he's really, he's basically, uh, I don't want to spoil it too much, but he's basically, because Bill becomes an author, and he is the character who takes the piss out of Bill for being an author, and he's like, oh yeah, everyone says that your books are really poorly, like, the end is always really bad. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Stephen, yeah, 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 like, you know, you know your He said like, oh yeah, do you want me to sign that? He was like, not really, I don't think it's very good. <laughs> I, I, um, you should, I don't know if you do, but if Follow him on Twitter. He's great on Twitter. Mm. He's oh, really, he's really, he's really <laughs> awesomely political though as well. Like mm. he is like very, like against Trump and like and vocally here as well. Which I mean, for somebody who is like, I mean, I know Trump is not exactly controversial to dislike him, but like in reality, like he is massive and mm. you know Stephen King series. It's like you could isolate fifty percent of your audience and so you therefore mm. could. You could, it affect your sense. Yeah, 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 and you can understand why maybe he wouldn't want to do that, and I think that's kind of cool. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, he is pretty established though as well. Like, he's he probably rakes in quite a lot without... He's, uh, it seems like he's a guy who sticks to his guns, you know, he's like, yeah. he's not taking anyone's shit, basically. <laughs> I literally just read his memoir, and when he's he talks about, you know, how he writes and stuff, and he's like, yeah, and obviously I use kind of like horror type themes and if you don't like that I don't really get why you're reading my book because you know what I'm about <laughs> it's like that's just how I was born I really I love that book actually because yeah. it was really interesting um, no, like his memoirs it's also kind of like a, on how to write as well isn't it yeah it's like he does sort of three sections there's 
CV, which is the memoir part, really, yeah. like how he kind of, how horror and films and other things influenced how he writes, then practicalities of writing, and then there's a bit about his van accident and then yeah. how that has now impacted his writing. It was, yeah, it was, I thought it was super interesting, but I did, I did really like his writing side of things. Like, if, I mean, I like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, if, if, like, I do write, obviously, but like, I'm not really much of a fiction writer, but if I was, I would definitely, like, reread it. Like, yeah, so. it's cool because he's yeah. like, yeah, this is it's practical advice. It's not like, oh, you know, just go into a quiet room and let the yeah. ideas come to you. Uh, yeah, and, and also, he's like, like, he's quite don't open. use adverbs, yeah. <laughs> like, he's also yeah. quite, cut 10%. Quite open about the fact that he has fucked up in the past and he still yeah. will fuck up, and therefore, like, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, he's just being like, it, you know, yeah. upfront about it, which is what you want. Anyway, Jake. <laughs> Favourite film? Yeah, the Not film favorite, that I best. probably would have chosen. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you chose Last Christmas. Uh, you, did, you did chose I had two films. I you would have chosen above it, but one was last year and one Jake's chosen. You could have chosen it and just left Jake in the Yeah, merch. you could have. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, there are a few other films I could have chosen. I think Last Christmas is an interesting enough choice. Yeah, I mean, it breaks up. Probably no same. one else chose it as their film of the year. <laughs> no one else but worldwide. Big <laughs> Cali Mac. <laughs> <laughs> big C is Jake on one for the team. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to choose Us, which um, I think, have we all seen Us? Yeah. I haven't. Oh, I just remembered a film I could have chosen, uh, sorry. Okay. You haven't seen it? No, but everyone said it was good and scary. Yeah, well, I, it's a great film. It's, quite, it's not even that scary. I wouldn't There's say as much comedy in there yeah, as there is. Because it's like, I would say it's like, so, fifth, so the one way of putting it is maybe it's like, it's kind of two two films, like definitely two sides. Like, um, But then the first one is much more like there are comedic elements in it. I don't know, I mean, it goes the second half. But, like, if you were to describe it, you would describe the first half because you wouldn't want to give anything away. But so, basically, it's like um, a family goes on holiday and they encounter a family that look exactly like them. And that is basically the only way of describing that film without really, like, delving into any sort of spoilers. But it was done by the guy who did Get Out, mm-hmm. which was, like, pretty socially, like aware and yeah. like um, racially kind of like again like uh, racial commentary or yeah whatever the right terminology flies uh, and this one was probably the same again but a bit more kind of like there was a lot of like racial like commentary in there and like but I think it was a bit more hidden yeah uh, it wasn't super explicit no yeah uh, but it was it was super super interesting actually because it is funny but also like if you watch the trailer like that is just touching on what happens in that film that film goes super deep and super it makes it really makes loads of points and it makes it really really interesting ways and some of the criticism I, I heard about it was that like it wasn't very believable and I was like well that's clearly not the point like yeah like well the previous oh I don't want to spoil the previous film but the previous film has got like a very heavy science fiction concept yeah. which is completely not yeah, yeah. believable it's, it's, in his life yeah. and everyone loved Gao and I honestly would say I think Us is a better film mm. I loved Gao as well but like when it got more ridiculous, it threw me a little bit. Whereas with us, um, that didn't happen because it happened quite gradually. And when it did happen, like yeah, it was like you. yeah, and it was like it's honestly it's absolutely incredible. And like, the first thing I did, I saw it by myself. So I came out of it, and I because um, I love going to cinema by myself. I don't actually do it that often, but I love going by myself because. Um, I mean, I re- people. <laughs> <laughs> well, in reality, like you, well, you, make... you weren't going to be a talker. Yeah, man, I hate talkers in the cinema. <laughs> I like, I really hate talkers yeah. in the cinema. But like, um, but in reality, what you like, you meet up, and it's like unless you meet up beforehand for like an hour or something, you just sit next to each other in silence. It's hopefully. good if you're going to uh, do something after, because then you can discuss what you just saw. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of people I know, especially if you go in the evening, you know, you go like a, like an eight thirty showing or something. It finishes at like eleven thirty. People just go <laughs> home. Time. Yeah, yeah, like so. It's, I kind of don't mind going by myself. I can go whatever time of day. But I came out of it and I was like, I need to talk to somebody about this film. Yeah. And nobody I knew would see it. So I, I, uh, I listened to uh, Empire Spoiler Podcast and just like delved deep because it is, there is so much going on in that film. You yeah. really need to chat to people about it. Uh, but yeah, that's easily the best film I saw. Yeah, like, yeah it's Amsterdam. a great film. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good film. It's like a real class thing as well. I think that's like the big thing about this one rather than yeah. like, uh, it's, it's all like class divide. And it is pretty huge in the US compared I mean the UK there's a huge class divide but like um, but comparatively the US is way like you know like 
Um, or just the distance, like the scale of it. Is yeah, massive. It, yeah. Well, if, if the US always talks about themselves as not having a class system, but they do, it's just not. It's like explicit. A, but it's more. I think as well, like the UK, there is like a sort of. There are many classes, yeah. and I think the the US is far more like rich, yeah. not rich, and like you know, there's there. Yeah, like you say, it's more a scale of the divide, mm-hmm. and like the you know that's what it's really talking about right now. Yeah. And also. Uh, somebody mentioned as well. I think it might be Mark Kermode. Was like, it takes you a little while to realise that us actually also could just mean US. Like, you know, which, which it sounds like fairly obvious, but like you don't think of it like that, dear. So it's like, yeah, I know. Fucking banger. Yeah, it's a great film. Banger of a film. <laughs> yeah. Did either of you see Monos? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Monos? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, well, it's a it's place in South America, so I guess it probably has a Spanish uh, or Portuguese accent. Well, I just wanted to talk about it, but if neither of you have seen it, <laughs> there's not much. Well, you can give us the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a um, it's like a bunch of children who are on a war base, basically, and they're kind of it's kind of. You could compare it to Lord of the Flies quite easily, you know, there's like yeah. probably eight or nine young adults slash children and they living live in this like high place in the mountains, it's all misty and they have a um Cows this in that. Oh really? Cows just literally on messenger. Yes, that sounds very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's really quite dramatic and quite, um, you know, they obviously all end up kind of trying to kill each other and, um, yeah, it's really, really cool, but none of you have seen it, so... No, so. I'll uh, put it on my list. Fantastic. Uh, it's not fantastic, <laughs> but it's... Fantastic. Dip the fork in, fantastic. <laughs> Stick a fork in me, I'm fantastic. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd say it's... Uh, it's worth talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a joke that no one is going to Yeah, but like, I feel like you... <laughs> Everyone understands the feeling of... <laughs> feeling of a good cauliflower. A good fantastic cauliflower. <laughs> when you stick the fork in and then you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the universal currency. <laughs> the tenderness of cauliflower everyone gets. Alright, so we're on books now. We're on books, so, so uh, Callum, the one the way always. Book the year. Yeah. Um, is The Recovering by Lizzie Jameson, which I which came out the year before, I think, but I read it at the very start of the year in January. And it's a, I think it's called, the subtitle is A Memoir of Intoxication, and it's basically, Lizzie Jameson was, a, well, is an alcoholic, and she, she is describing her journey through alcoholism, but she's also going really, really deep into uh like the story of alcoholism in terms of like the AA and the person yeah. who set up the AA. Oh, so it's sort of like exploring the whole thing. The whole yeah, concept, rather yeah. Rather than her like personal experience. Yeah, so it's like, it's really like heavily littered with her personal experience, but as she's going through it, she's talking about Jean Reese and her alcoholism, and she's talking about F. Scott Fitzgerald and Hemingway, and she's talking about the chap who set up the AA and how like... The chap. The chap, yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name. I think that his first name is Charles, but I can't remember his surname. You mean he's not Mr. Alcoholics Anonymous? <laughs> yeah. But it was, it's this whole thing where she talks about Alcoholics Anonymous and he wrote the book, which is like, you know, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, yeah. essentially, and how that book isn't true. And how he said, like, oh, I went through this whole experience and I came out of it and I wasn't an alcoholic anymore. And he then became an alcoholic again. Really? He, like, he just dove straight, straight back in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of times where he was like, yeah, he struggled again and he came out of it again and he struggled again and the whole story of Alcoholics Anonymous, which he was part of for a very long time and also has a lot of respect for, is that they always tell the story of you recover and you get over it. And she's like, you don't get over it. You're an alcoholic and you're always an alcoholic and you always struggle. That's what and it's a really, really good book. That sounds quite interesting because I can kind of understand that sort of point of view where yeah. it's like, you know, even because you know, I know a few people that have struggled with alcohol and then... They have gone back to drinking, but they're so much more careful about it. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's yeah. Like, I think it's the kind of thing that it's always on your mind. You know, I'd yeah. say that about eating disorders as well. Yeah. You know, you're never fr- like fully yeah exactly gone from yeah. It. But did you read either of you read a little life? No. That the um, the author who wrote that I can't actually remember his name or her name. Her but name. It's really sad, obviously, and she said. I wanted to write a book about someone who never really got better. Yeah, you know, like they always are. You know, they might come up and they might come down, but they never really fully are free from all these things yeah. that happen. And 
you know, if you read the book, it's absolutely horrendously yeah. sad. And yeah. In fact, I think it might have been at a Martha gig where someone said, oh, no, it was a Warren House gig, where they're like, has anyone read A Little Life? Oh, that was him, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you've read it, you know that you just want yeah. to die after you read that book. And the Leslie Jameson book is a bit like that. I think that she is really, really interesting and really, I really appreciate what she's writing because it is so personal and she yeah. really does go like, you know, this is this is how it was and says a lot of pretty unpleasant things about herself about how she behaved. And mm. yeah, well, that's I really, like, really appreciate it. And mm. But also, she when she was writing the book, she was really going deep into an academic study of alcoholism through the ages and how it kind of... And also intoxication of all kinds, you know, opioid addiction and other kinds of addiction. It's just... It's a really bloody interesting book, but it's also a really... It's a book that... You go, this is so personal. I, like, I almost can't believe that you're writing these things down for other people to kind of, like, halfway yeah. judge you. You know, I thought that about the Bill Albertine memoir as well. Like, she properly, like, doesn't pull punches, you know. She's like, yeah, I did this. And I behave like an absolute mm-hmm. twat. Yeah, but that's kind and of I, relatively refreshing. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the good thing about yeah. it, you know, because obviously, yeah, it's now the greatest hits is still interesting in a way, but it's not. Well, it's, it's nice to have both sides of the coin. Sure, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I think like we are constantly editing our own lives, aren't we? Yeah. Like, I mean, like we're overanalyzing, but also and, like, yeah, editing. Yeah, you know, it's the amount of times like you know we've like me and Laura or whatever we've gone on like. Uh, we both get it actually, me and Laura. Like, when I meet her friends or when she meets my friends, sometimes she comes over and she's like, we'll go to bed that night and she'll be like, was I okay today? And we're like, you were absolutely fine. <laughs> you're Laura. Yeah, you were, like, <laughs> you were like super friendly. You know, like, you know, Laura's like, she's like literally the friendliest person you can mm. ever, fi- ever imagine. And she'd be like, oh, well, I was really worried about this, but I was like, nobody is concentrating yeah. on that part mm-hmm. other than you. I mean, yeah. literally after like, we had a massive family party on Boxing Day yeah. and I literally was up until like, 4am just like reliving every interaction and it's like yeah, I was obviously did you? I didn't really have a, that problem did you? No. Oh, well lucky you yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, like, I felt like I was like you know Everyone thinks I'm a dickhead. Yeah, really? I literally was lying in bed, just like, well, that was like everyone hates me. I am the worst. Really? Because like, Even I you know get, it's not true. Yeah, I get that a lot, but I didn't get it this year. Okay. Right, we. I am We are. Diction is gonna be a big problem. On no, it's Bob. No, Bob's. I've been browsing my uh, Goodreads gear and books, and I still can't really decide on one. The problem is you're always a bit biased towards the stuff that you read more recently. Uh-huh. What's the one that comes into your head first when we ask questions? The thing is, the one that comes into my head first isn't the best one. It's just, like, the one I enjoyed the most. I, <laughs> I chose last Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think The standards we, are very low. To be honest, there's two, there's two options, I think, with almost everything. It's a bit like... It's a bit like the normal podcast where it's like, it doesn't have to be the best album you know, it's the album that you want to take to a desert island. So it's like here, we're talking about like, which is the one you enjoyed the most? Like, who cares yeah. about the best one? I think, I I feel like it's too quintessentially L to choose Assassin's Apprentice, which is like a high fantasy novel. Oh, right, yeah. Which no. I really enjoyed. And I also... I high actually, fantasy, is that That's what they call it, yeah. Really? <laughs> it's when it's like very traditional kind of fantasy, like, you know... A castle and knights and kings and stuff. Yeah. Like all and, and it's like a closed world as well. Yeah, and there's usually a bit of magic. It's kind of like King Arthur and Merlin style fantasy. Okay. Um, as opposed to like you can have urban fantasy or whatever, which is usually like that's usually young adult like Urban fantasy. Like Neverwhere. Yeah, or like oh, those I mean, Cassandra that is, Clare that's novels about mm. um are they urban fantasy? Either way, there are a lot of like um mm. yeah, as a Fantasy nerd. <laughs> and like C.S. Thing. Lewis doesn't quite count because it's set in the real world and they go into the fantasy world. Yeah, that's a different thing as well because they go, yeah, they go into another world whereas in Assassin's Apprentice it's just a world as on, you know, like Lord of the Rings or whatever. Lord of the Rings, that's a high fantasy kind of thing. Right, so it's his own like in, yeah, enclosed thing. Yeah, but, um, and I really, really enjoyed that. But I'm not sure it's my book of the year, you know? Mm. P.O.T.Y. Yeah, I actually I really recently read an Ursula Le Guin short story called The Wild Girls, which was really cool. And it was about like, it's really short, but it's kind of, there's, it's a society in which there's like three types of people 
who can all kind of, they occupy a certain, it's like a class system between these three people, you know, mm. some of them, I, I can't remember it well enough to describe it, but, you know, they all occupy a certain part and they can marry certain people and yeah. that, you know, dictates how the society works. And there's two girls and these raiders come to their village and well, they take away the sister and the sister because she can't bear to leave the you know to let her sister be taken away she just voluntarily comes with them even though she knows they're going to get sold as like child brides and stuff oh man and it's like it's kind of it's not it's it sounds, it sounds pretty heavy it's it's quite heavy but because obviously it's a short story you you're not as invested as you might be if it was a novel you know yeah yeah I get you but like so they both marry into these kind of this like higher class and it's kind of about the interactions between them and their husbands and in the end I think one of them does die and it's sort of yeah it's just quite powerful in terms of like what like siblings or I guess just like family will do for part of their family because the other girl was safe you know she could have just like run away and be fine but she was like well my little sister is has been taken away, so I just have to go with them. And it's quite, yeah, I think, especially given it's only 30 pages or something, it's pretty, like, powerful. So I think that, in fact, I'm going to choose that. I'm going to yeah. commit to that. That sounds choice. good. I mean, I thought you'd basically chosen it at this point anyway. Did you read that <laughs> yeah. sort of off the, off the cuff, or was it a part of a book? It's, um, it was called The Wild Girls. I bought it at my favourite bookshop of the year, Lighthouse Books in Edinburgh, which is, like, really close to the uni. It's yeah. really cool. Cool. And they've got, I think they uh, style themselves as like a radical bookshop. They have loads of yeah. really cool, um, like, books you might not find in Waterstones or Black Yeah, Wars yeah, I mean, I suppose, I think, in reality, if you're going to do a um, independent bookshop, you kind of need to do that to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, have like a, a, a thing that makes you a selling point yeah, as opposed yeah. to everywhere else. But I'll get it up on my, on my Goodreads <laughs> so I can find the actual title. Amazon uh, supported Goodreads. Is that, is that Goodreads so, owned by Amazon? owned by Amazon. I did not know that. That's it's because they want the data, basically. They want the data of what people are reading and what people like. Yeah, and then it gives you the option to buy every book that you like, like whoever. Uh, it's called The Wild Girls by Ursula K. Le Guin. And, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The award-winning story tells of two captive dirt children in a society of sword dirt and children. silk. Dirt children? I think that's their, like, class, you know. Right, that's okay. them. Yeah, I was trying to find the publisher because I think it's a... You know, oh, it's PM Press, you know, they publish quite a lot of... Did they PM Press, actually? Ah, Callum, no. you're a bookshop man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that it's called Bookseller. I just realised, I don't know if we mentioned that these books are books you've read this year, not books that came out this year. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I don't think that came out this year. <laughs> well, I mean, she is dead. You don't think <laughs> it came out this year? That would be weird. It could have been published this year, though, to be fair. Mm, but, um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've come out with a very fantasy-heavy <laughs> side on no, this. No, cool. But, yeah. I stand by. So, Jake, your book. Your book. Yeah, your book. I actually uh, can't remember. What it... Oh no. So I, I was uh, debating between two. Mm. I'll say both of them just for, for the sake of the podcast. Um, one of them was going to be a comic, uh, which has been coming out this year, which was like specifically came out this year, which was like if the question was more this year based, uh, which is Criminal um, by. One say Ed Brubecker and Sean. Can't remember second name, but that is really really good. Like sort of true, kind of not true crime, but kind of like noir. Like, mm. and it's really 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 interesting because I think it's something that like not many other people are doing within comic books. It's very easy to go like. I think with comic book writing, it can be very easy, even if you do like real life things, to be like, this is completely unrealistic because we can only do it in comics. Yeah. Whereas like it's very much like true. True, like you know, nothing yeah. and magic or anything, and that, and it's mm. so well written, so engaging, and also like uh, it's kind of like this whole kind of world, um, and they just tell stories from bits of that sort of like same group of people, so it's all kind of linked, but it's not like one sort of necessarily cohesive story. That is banging, mm. but that's not what I'm going to choose. What I'm going to choose is uh, the Carrie Brownstein uh, memoir. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That, that was yeah. a recommendation from us, Yeah, well. it was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that book's great. I, yeah. And I absolutely loved it. I, like, I borrowed it from Callum, and really? then we both recommended it to you. Yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely loved it. Uh, I think, cause, yeah, I think you recommended it to me, and I got it on my Kindle. It's the first, like, proper book I read on my Kindle, because I usually get proper books. Um, 
And yeah, I thought that was amazing. It's the best. And I, that is my bag anyway. Like you know, you're playing. Mm. You're sort of like playing for the choir at that point. Yeah. But like, and I also I I really liked. Um, Slater Kinney is actually called Slater Kinney, it's not Slater. Yeah, um, I've always read it as Slater. When yeah. you said that, I was like, oh, it's weird, <laughs> good isn't thing it? I it's don't a... talk to anyone about Yeah, well, this. I mean, like, yeah. in reality, I think most people call it Slater Kinney. But, like, yeah, I just never say it out loud anyway. You weirdly, know? as well, I got really into their two, I think it was like 2014 or 2013 album um, they came out with, which is fucking well good. Well, they yeah. just had a tour, didn't they? As well? yeah. No, come, I think that's coming up in the new year. They just oh, released okay. the album, though. Yeah. Uh, but the, so the album before the one they've just released is fucking banging. I really 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 recommend it like I revisit it all the time and it's like super interesting with like the riffs and stuff as well because they're often without bass and so it's like just two guitarists and they and like what they do together is really cool because it's like kind of clashing but kind of not like he's almost clashing so it's like it's really really interesting um but then uh, yeah that that memoir I loved because it was yeah, like it was she's just, super honest as well it's quite similar in vibe to the the Velveteen one like it's you know, it's not like, oh, I had a band and it was so much fun. It's like, yeah, it's, it's like a bit it hard. And it's a bit, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not, it's not Sunshine and Roses. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. And it's just, I mean, they've released a lot of albums as well. And I think they kind of almost released, in a way, almost released too many albums. Because they clearly had like a bit of a buzz around them at one point, And I think they had a lull. And she was like, yeah, we were having a bit of a lull at the time. This one wasn't that great. Yeah. This one was good for these reasons, but it didn't do you know, whatever, yeah. you know, like, here we were. It's, it's, her life is super interesting. She's really interesting, right? Yeah, because it's not just about the music as well, you know, she yeah. talks about uh, the other things she, she talks about. She talks about her pets a lot as well. Yeah. yeah. A good chapter, which is a very sad chapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a sad, well, not sad, but like a melancholy vibe of the book as yeah. well, but it's yeah. still enjoyable. I, re- I really, really enjoyed it. Like, and it was, like, uh, it kind of, in a way, reminded me if Laura Jane Grace wrote her book. Mm. Ten years in the future. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I like as much as I love the Lord. I mean, I read it one Christmas, like two Christmases ago when it came out. However, yeah. was I sent to? I read that this year as well. Yeah. I read like three or four similar. They're kind good. Of books. They're good books to read though, because you like you can relate so hard. Um, but like <laughs> me in a band. <laughs> <laughs> but like I think I yeah was that that was the the year I had three naps and read a whole book. Oh, like, on Christmas Day. Yeah, on Christmas yeah. Day was the Laura Jane Grace. Um, hey, good. Yeah. Uh, autobiography yeah. and her book I love it so much and it, it is sad though that's yeah. really heavy but it's like I did the same thing as with the Bruce Springsteen book with that one whereas I just listened to the albums as mm. she was talking about the albums but like uh, I mean that was so so heavily my bag but it wasn't as well written as the Carrie Brownstein book I think that was yeah. more interestingly yeah. written but maybe that was the sort of thing Lord J. Grace would do later in her yeah. Also, you know, oh, there's something the about the kind of it just comes as it comes, you know. And there's the yeah. diary entries in the in mm. Lord and Graces as well. But I and read the Carrie literally... Brownstein one in one go. I was on really? a twelve hour bus from Oxford to Edinburgh, and I read the whole thing. That's really impressive. Yeah, it, it was like, a great bus journey. Like two or three days. It's really fantastic. But yeah. the one, um, back to the Lord Lord Jane Grace one. The best yeah. thing about that is the diary entries where you see literal lyrics from the future. Yeah, and songs. the feeling is that then yeah, it's really clear. You can especially if you're like quite a big fan, you can be like. That is definitely that song. Yeah. Even if it's not an oh, I mean, absolutely, lyric. absolutely. Like, I mean, I am that fan. So, it's yeah. like, so like, <laughs> yeah. I saw like, I was like, oh my God, that is, you know, like, lifted yeah. from And it. the pictures as well are really cool. Because they're often pictures you've never seen before. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're like, wow, that's, uh, yeah, they're just really awesome to see, I think. So we're going to wrap up Pretty Swift. Uh, best game. So it can be video or analog. It can be video game or analog, <laughs> and it doesn't have to be this year. It could just be whatever. I mean, we've all been playing one game pretty heavily. Yeah, no two it games. It shall go unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we've been moving between video and analog. Just all I'll say is there's two players, <laughs> and you go very speedily. Speedily, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Involves one potential plumber. Yeah. Doesn't do and much his plumbing. his brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's also on an incredibly old console. <laughs> no, no, it's the, the square. <laughs> <laughs> the joy square. Um, right, so Kyle, what's your favourite game of the year? That's not from this year. Board game, Terraforming Mars. It is a game, it's very, very Settlers of Catan influenced. But essentially the aim is you're all playing as corporations and you're all trying to 
change Mars into a little planet. Mm. And it, you do it on three axes. You're increasing the temperature, you're increasing the oxygen, and you're putting down oceans. And you all, you all get various uh, resources, which is like, you get money, and you also get uh, energy from putting down power plants and that kind of thing. And you also get trees from putting down lots and lots of forests. And you're all basically aiming towards the same game, same aim, which is terraforming Mars. But it's the way that you do it and the quickest way you do it that, that gets you, uh, that makes you win. But essentially the game ends when you actually finish terraforming Mars and it's basically you know, how you've done it and how well you've done it that makes you win. That, I mean, it sounds good. It sounds complex. It is incredibly complicated. And I play with my friend Pete and he has an encyclopedic knowledge of the rules because he's a massive board game person. And I've considered buying it several times, and I haven't because I know that the I would, only I would you then play it with his Pete. <laughs> yeah, and I would also then have to learn all the fucking rules. Yeah, like, and I, every time I go around Pete, and I'm like, "Is this how how it works?" And he's like, "Yeah." So, yeah, but it's a fantastic game. It is really really good. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, okay, Wiz. I feel like mine's gonna be really obvious because you know. I don't have anyone to play board games with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Solitaire. <Yeah. laughs> I just play checkers, but I run around the table and play the other yeah. side too. One side of chess. Yeah. Um, no, single dash. No, I... <laughs> single dash. Mario <laughs> Kart <laughs> single dash, the world's greatest game. I have to say, I have played chess online before and it was a low moment in my life. <laughs> but uh, I'm probably going to have to choose Catan. Because yeah, I understand. We all understand. <laughs> yeah. Settlers of Catan. Yeah, mm. I, the thing I like. Class. About, yeah, <laughs> class tuba. Yeah. Big class. <laughs> the big K. Big K team. <laughs> I think my favorite thing about Catan is you don't have, in the way with like, more, I guess, traditional board games. You don't have like a piece which you move around the board, and it's really obvious who's mm. doing better. And like you know, you have a big pile of money or whatever. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, with Catan, I feel like you can kind of... You can sneak up on everyone and then win at the end. And also, we obviously just play it loads around Christmas. Yeah, we just play shitloads. I mean, that's your influence, though, Carl. Like, yeah, I don't know game. what I would choose if Catan wasn't part of my life now. <laughs> I don't even know how it came into my life, to be honest. <laughs> Long just time one ago. for the memoir. <laughs> 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 from above. Settlers of Callum. <laughs> the memoir. It's settled in your heart and... <laughs> Callum of Gadan would be so much better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have no profound reason why Catan is there. It's just the only board game that anyone ever wants to play with me. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for mine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be one that I haven't even played this year. And one wow. that we were going to play. <laughs> Cluedo. <laughs> Halo 2 is my, oh. my fucking game. It's a fantastic game. Yeah. You've really got to tell people how hard you try. Well, we try, we try so hard. Cause, so we were playing a game that will not be named. That is banging. <laughs> and uh, we were like, well, after playing old school games, we'll dig out, um, we'll dig out the old the Xbox and play the X- uh, Xbox uh, One. Xbox One, yeah. Well, no, even Xbox the, One, it one. was called Xbox at full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Xbox One. Blank. Xbox One is the new one. Is it? Yeah, it was so, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. Yeah, which is oh. not how numbers work. Yeah, that's mm. a really dumb system. Isn't um, it? Yeah, stupid Xbox. <laughs> How dare you make loads of money and be really successful? Uh, so, yeah, so we were going to uh, play Halo 2 and uh, couldn't find Halo 2. But my friend, my probably my oldest ever friend, I WhatsApped him or WhatsApped a group and I was like, no time to explain, need, ex- need Halo 2. <laughs> I can anybody really bring it around a Boxing Day and he came around a Boxing Day, gave us Halo 2 and then we went to go play and even though we didn't have the right cables, we couldn't even play it. Uh, Dad suggested drilling a hole in the front of the Xbox and like hijacking it and making new cable. Bulloking the Xbox. Yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't confident he could do it right, so we we had to play a game that shall not be named. And instead. there was no Halo. Yeah. But I I will probably be playing Halo this New Year's Eve at Ben's house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Swackers. He he's got um he's got the Master Chief uh, trilogy. Uh, I do. Uh, you know, annoyingly, I have it on yeah. the Xbox One, two. Whatever it is. And we will be playing Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I didn't have so enough what controllers. What Xbox do you have at your house? I have Xbox One. So, the new one. Yeah, the new one. Yeah. No the third sense. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is it called that? Because you only need one. Uh, yeah, but why did, like, the iPhone went from iPhone <laughs> 8 to iPhone reason. X? I think it's, it's just is like, it because yeah, it's, it's just the all the worst and yeah. the best? It's just like, you, you have... I think it should have been Xbox 361. 
But, <laughs> hey, it is funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> my, my friend Jake did make what once make a joke out of it. He was like, "Yeah, it's because it's, it's an Xbox that you turn three hundred and sixty degrees around and then walk yeah. away." And I was like, "I would be walking towards the Xbox." <laughs> it's like that is not. Are you literally just turn around and walk back towards it? That's <laughs> when people say that. Oh, I've done a three sixty. When they mean they've done a one eighty. Yeah, they've they've, one, they've, yeah. they've changed their mind. Stupid people. God. Um, last last thing before we finish because this has been convoluted but nice. Um, <laughs> uh, what is, who is, your favourite McAllister sibling? That's so unfair. Ziggy. Okay. Yeah. Is Ziggy. Ziggy's not worst from the same. Wheeze. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to choose Ziggy. We're all just going to choose Ziggy. Well, I'm going to choose okay. Jake. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could choose Andrew. <laughs> You know, I feel like you're just two sides of the same coin. Well, me and... Me and Cal. You and Cal. Me and <laughs> oh, I thought we were two sides of the same coin. <laughs> well, I did say you'd be my best man. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I, I like and Jake the... would be your maid of honor. Yeah. I, like, I like doing the wedding. Yeah, you're officiating in Cal's, you know, in like 40 years when I get married. Yeah. I think it's been a very... Sad for Ellie time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie is alone. I mean, uh, unemployed. <laughs> I think it's allowed. Um, yeah, before we finish, I realised that when we introduced Ellie, we didn't mention your art, which you just set up. So, um, oh, yeah. So you Doing are it for an ca- as yet unnamed band. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. And uh, the, uh, the catchy, catchy Instagram title for your. Oh, yeah, it's McAllister Eloise. <laughs> and if you want my personal, it's Eloise McAllister because I'm a creative, creative person. <laughs> um, and so we're going to wrap up. So thanks, guys. <laughs> Very coerced into this. <laughs> you were <Sure>, coerced? <laughs> yeah, there's two beers. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>